Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Better. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Hey, New Point, I want to tell you how excited I am that you're joining us today, wherever and however you are, because we've been looking at an incredible, incredible writing. It's called the Book of Ecclesiastes, and it's written by what many would say the wisest man, the wealthiest man who ever lived apart from Jesus Christ. And we're very, very fortunate that God has kept these journals, these scriptures, these books, so that you and I can be able to learn from it. And so I've been encouraging you every single week to read a chapter a week and that we would look at it together. And so I trust that you've been doing that. And I've heard many, many comments that that this has been very helpful and encouraging and equipping you to be able to live life and life to the fullest. So thank you for that. So we're calling this series Better, and the reason why we're calling it Better is what we're saying is that when life throws you choices, choose better, choose better. And so what we're doing is we're taking a chapter a week. And so today what we wanna do is we wanna look at chapter nine. Now, we're understanding that the first six chapters, six to seven chapters, Solomon was looking at life under the sun. And then in chapter seven and eight, he begins to look at life above the sun. He really begins to look at life from God's perspective for you and for me, and he begins to share it. Now, one of the things that we're learning is this. History repeats itself because there's nothing new under the sun. And so, again, I want to welcome you. We're going to look at this because what we're going to talk about today, you're going to begin to realize that there is nothing new under the sun. So uh, if you're joining us, why don't you just let us know there in the chat room, and if it's been a help to you, let us know because we love to hear those, those compliments and those encouragements from you. So we're glad that you're here today. So let's dive into Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We're going to look at a couple of verses, and I'm just going to make some comments on it. Here's what Solomon writes in his journal. He says, this too I carefully exploited. Even though the actions of the godly and wise people are in God's hands, that's important to remember, no one knows whether God will show them favor. He goes on to say this, he says, the same destiny ultimately awaits everyone, whether righteous or wicked, good or bad, ceremonially clean or unclean, religious or irreligious. Good people receive the same treatment as sinners, and people who make promises to God are treated like people who don't. Now, there's a couple of things that Solomon is saying in these first two verses, and they are loaded. And we're learning this in 2020, and they're tough lessons. They're hard lessons, but they're necessary. You see, God teaches us basically in three ways. First is through truth. That's through his word, through scriptures, through uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. The second way is through mentors. And you can have a mentor through a book. We're having a mentor in the person of Solomon. And then the third way is through experiences. And those are the hard ways to learn. You see, I, I've always said that experience is not the best teacher. I hope it is a teacher, but it's not the best teacher. 
because you don't want to go through all of the experiences of life to learn about life. So the best way for you and I to learn is through truth. And so what should we be learning in this season that we're in? And what you and I are experiencing right now. What is Solomon saying that never, ever changes? Here's what he's saying. Death is certain. Death is certain. That's one of the things that we're learning, all right? Death is certain. Now, I know that people plan for weddings and they plan for other events in life, maybe birthday parties and, uh, and vacations and things like that. But very seldom have I ever run into somebody who's planning for their funeral. They just don't. We, we, we just don't want to go there. We don't want that to even enter into our mind. And what, I, what I've learned is this. Three out of five people do not have a will. Why is that? Because the smart thing, the wise thing, is to have a will. And if you don't have a will, I would encourage you to, to get a will because it'll be a blessing to your family. But why don't we have a will? Because what happens is I believe that when we have a will, we're beginning to deal with our mortality. And we don't want to do that. And, and, and we don't want to think about the fact that we're going to die. And yet COVID-19 is teaching you and me that death is certain. Is certain. It's going to happen. And because of that, Solomon would say that there's three things that we need to remember. Because death is certain. You see, Patty and I, we were able to get away with our family and we went to the ocean. And when we went there, Patty and I would always take a walk and we would just enjoy the ocean and we'd walk on the beach. And when we would do that in the morning, many times we would see sandcastles. And most of them, guess what? The wave came in and swept them out and they were gone. And someone the day before, no doubt spent maybe all day building that sandcastle. And yet what happened is the tide would roll in and it would wash it out. And when we die, okay, guess what? That's basically what happens. And so Solomon is saying to you and I, you know what? You need to take a moment and you need to reflect about your funeral. Don't let the mundane things of life rob you of enjoying life. And so he would say to you and me that death is certain. He goes on to say this. He says, it seems so wrong that everyone under the sun suffers the same fate. Already twisted by evil, people choose their own mad course, for they have no hope. There is nothing ahead but death anyways. And so he says that death is certain, and then he shares three things. And the first truth that he would share with us is don't deny it. Don't deny death. Don't deny it. You know, my dad, when he was living, we would always uh, get together, and when we would talk, one of the things that he would say to me, he would say, Whitey, he said, you're either going to come to my funeral or I'm going to come to your funeral. And by the way, Whitey was the nickname that he gave me. And we would talk about death. We would talk about death. And, and, and it's something that we want to deny. You know, colonostomies is familiar with me. Matter of fact, do you know, I couldn't say that word before I was 50. <laughs> I just couldn't pronounce it. And I can pronounce it now. You know why? Because I have them done. And when I have them done, guess what? It causes me to realize that death is certain, that I am a mortal human being, that I'm not going to live a physical life forever and ever. See, 
James, the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus, he understood this as well. And this is what he says in James chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. He says, now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city. We will spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. And he says, why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? He says, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. What's he saying? Saying that death is certain and don't deny it. And then Solomon would say, don't ignore it either. Don't ignore it, okay? Don't ignore it. You know, most people go negative in their bank accounts, okay? I mean, we write checks that what? Bounce. And we, and we say, I can't believe that I wrote a check that bounced. I thought there was more money in it. The reason why is because we don't ever look at our account. And so we don't know how much money is there. And so what happens is when you don't look at your account, maybe in the morning or in the evening, what happens is you give in to the illusion that you have more money in the bank than what you really do. And so we do that with life. We treat life the same way. We choose to ignore how fragile life is, that it is but a vapor. It is but a mist. It's here and gone because we think that if we don't go there, if we don't think about it, if we ignore it, that somehow it's not there, but it's not. It's not true. That's why many times, especially men, I'll talk to us men, okay, we avoid going to the doctor because we don't want to hear what the doctor has to say. And so we just kind of think, you know, if I ignore it, then you know what, it won't happen. And that's not true. He goes on to say this in Ecclesiastes uh, 9 verse 4. Here's what he says. He says, there is hope only for the living. As they say, it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. He says, the living at least know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, nor they will be remembered. He says, whatever they did in their lifetime, loving, hating, envying, is all gone. They no longer play a part in anything here on earth. Here's what he's saying. He's saying that there are some people who are misinformed about death, that, 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 that they think that that Death ends everything. And what Solomon would say to you and me is you're misinformed. And if you think that death is the end, then what happens is you'll live your life in a way that is not wise. And you will end up trying to do everything in your power to preserve your life and not prepare for the future. You'll say, you know what, hey, I'm just going to have a good time because, you know, forever how long I live here on earth, it's the end. And the fact of the matter is, it's not the end. Death does not end everything. Matter of fact, I would believe, and God teaches us, that it's really just the beginning of everything. D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, he said it like this. He says, when you read my name in the obituary and it says that I have died, don't believe it. He said, I will be more alive then than ever before in my life. And that's why we say here at New Point, everybody spends forever somewhere. And so we don't want to deny it. We don't want to ignore it. 
And yet it's so easy for us to ignore it because it's, it's kind of confusing, isn't it? And, and, and Solomon even plays to this, that it's, it's confusing because we all know people who are wonderful and kind and they're giving and they're generous and they've made a contribution to our world and somehow they die way too early. We've all experienced that. And then maybe somebody else who is, is wicked or evil in our sight, we don't feel that they're contributing they continue to live, and we don't understand that. And yet Solomon would say to you and me, he, he would say, listen, death is certain, so don't deny it and don't ignore it. Now, you know, maybe you go to your cupboard and you'll pick up a can of food and it'll have an expiration date on it. You see, listen, you have an expiration date. I have an expiration date, okay? Death is certain. And I realize that this is very, very sobering, okay? This is reality. And if you're wise, if I'm wise, I'm going to live in reality. You see, I can't just live a busy life and think that, that I'm going to be able to just live forever here on planet Earth. It's not so. But yet at the same time, I need to remind myself that God, okay, who is above the sun, has the whole world in his hands. And even when it comes to me, that you know what, I can have confidence and my family can have confidence knowing that you know what, I'm gonna spend forever with God because I've accepted Jesus Christ as the forgiver of my sins and the leader of my life. You see, by the way, that's the best gift that you can give any of your family is to let them know that you've accepted Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sins. I've told my kids this over and over again, that if I ever die or when I die, that guess what, I want you to know where I'll be. You see, if, if we don't understand that God has the whole world in his hands and that really death is a gateway to eternal life, then what happens is we'll become angry and frustrated about life because we, we, we will think that we deserved better. And yet the fact of the matter is death is certain for all of us. And so Solomon would say, don't deny it. He would say, don't ignore it. And then he would say, don't despise it. Don't despise death. And you say, you're kidding me. And what he says is this, don't despise it, embrace it. Embrace life. Know that death is certain. And so live life and live it to the fullest. Look what he says here. He says, so go ahead, go ahead. He's given you and I the encouragement to embrace life. You see, many times we think that God is just a God of, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. But he wants you and I to embrace life because death is certain. And you don't know how long you're going to be here. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And so he says, enjoy it. Enjoy it. He wants you to enjoy life as long as you have it here on earth. Matter of fact, you know what? Solomon gives us God's bucket list. He says, there are things that I want you to enjoy because death is certain. And so enjoy life while you have it. Look what he says here. He says, so go ahead and eat your food with joy and drink your wine with a happy heart for God approves this. You know what he's saying? Don't despise death. Embrace life. Enjoy your meals. Enjoy your meals. You see, we're a society that eats on the run, right? We eat while we stand up, all right? We, we, we very seldom do we gather around a table and enjoy a meal with one another. And yet in Solomon's day, that's what they would do. They would have these huge meals in the evening. 
and they would invite their whole family, and it would be a huge celebration. And what he is saying is, you need to enjoy those times. One of the things that Patty and I practice with our kids, because our kids have moved out, you know, every Tuesday night, we invite all of our kids back, and one of the things that we ask them is, you know, what do you want for, for uh, dinner? And we do our best to fix what they want to eat. And, and, and we sit around the table and we talk, and it's positive, and it's filled with laughter, and it's filled with stories. And, and so Solomon is saying to you and I, enjoy the meal. Now, Solomon had 700 wives, and so in Proverbs, he writes this because he knows that a meal sometimes is not always enjoyable. Here's what he says. It is better to eat a dry crust of bread in peace and quiet than to eat a big dinner in a house full of fighting. So what he is saying is, you know what? Your meals should be full of love. No zone complaining. You don't complain there. You're celebrating. So he would say, enjoy your meals. Embrace life. And then he would say, embrace routines. The routines of life. Look what he says. He says, wear fine clothes with a splash of cologne. You see, what you have to realize in Solomon's day, they would basically just wear just a garment, an outward garment, a, a robe maybe that you and I would call it. And they would splash a little bit of oil on their face. And that was it. And yet, if it was for a big celebration, they would bring out their finest clothes. And they would even wear cologne because they wanted to smell good. And they didn't want to stink up the place. And what he is saying is this. Make everything a special occasion. Even the routines of life. Because it may be your last routine. You know, just the things that you and I do day in and day out. What he is saying is, enjoy it. Embrace it. Make every occasion a special occasion. You know why? Because it may be your last one. So he would say, enjoy. Enjoy your meals. Enjoy your routines. And then he says this, fellas. He says, enjoy your wife. Enjoy your wife. Look what he says. He says, live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for all of your earthly toil. He says, enjoy her. Enjoy is an action, okay? Enjoy your wife. She's a reward. God has entrusted you. She is his daughter, and so honor her. And so what he is saying here is that you and I need to enjoy our wives. And you say, well, I'm not married. Well, enjoy your relationships, Honor people. Realize that you're not going to have them forever, that death is certain. And bring God into everything so that it can be rich and free and enjoyable and make great memories. And then he says this. He says, enjoy your work. He says, enjoy your work. Look what he says. He says, whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work, planning, nor knowledge or wisdom. And so what he is saying is there's going to be a day that, you know what, you can't work, you can't plan, you can't create, you can't do those things. And so embrace it, enjoy your work. And so Solomon is saying to you and I, some things never change. And one thing that never changes is death. It's certain. And so Psalms 90.12 says it like this. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of what? Wisdom. What's wisdom? Seeing things from God's perspective. That brings a sense of stability 
and objectivity to you and me. And so Solomon would tell you and I, hey, you know what? Death is certain. Don't deny it. Don't ignore it. Don't despise it. Embrace life. And then he goes on and he talks about life. He says, I have observed something else under the sun. Guess what? Life is uncertain. Death is certain, but life is uncertain. And what he's saying to us is this, that life isn't fair. Life stopped being fair in the garden. Life is not fair. And this is something that, that you, mom and dad, need to be teaching to your kids at a very young age, that life is not fair. It's not fair. We live in a fallen world, a broken world. And Solomon is saying this 3,000 years ago. You see, Solomon is saying death is certain and life is uncertain. Death is certain, life is uncertain. And so he says that you need to go about embracing life, reminding yourself of those two truths. Death is certain, but life is uncertain. And, and, and so we need to be able to do that. Now, you know what? There's times in your life, there's times in my life, because life is uncertain, we wonder whether God is really at work if he really has the whole world in his hands. Because you and I want life to be certain, to be guaranteed. And God would say to you and me, matter of fact, Solomon is saying it to you and me, that you know what? That's not life. And so what happens is in life, we try to do things to give us the confidence that things are certain in life, that we have control over, and that we can kind of make life predictable. But the fact of the matter is you can influence your life, but you can't control your life. There are always going to be circumstances beyond your control and beyond my control. And guess what? If we're not careful, we will get blindsided sometimes by the uncertainties of life. And so Solomon is sharing his perspective about life being uncertain. Here's what he says. He says, I have observed something under the sun. The fastest runner does not always win the race. The strongest warrior does not always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance by being in the right place at the right time. Now, he mentions four different areas. He mentions athletes, the military, the economy, and education. And he says the word chance. And, 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 and chance, what, what the word chance there means is misfortune or calamity. And what he is saying is, guess what? Calamity or misfortune can come upon you, and it can hit you, and you don't even realize that it's coming and it can knock you out of your saddle. He goes on to say this. He says, people can never predict when hard times might come. That's the chance, that's the misfortune, that's the calamity. He says, like a fish in a net or a bird in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. Wow. Suddenly I would say that all of us can think of someone who has been just riding high, and then suddenly, boom, they're blindsided by a misfortune or a calamity that knocked them out. And Solomon is saying that life is that way. It's unpredictable, that, that, that you're not God and I'm not God. And there's only one God, and life is uncertain. God is certain, but life is uncertain. God is good, but life isn't fair. And Solomon is saying that it's unpredictable. And so he's teaching you and I this truth, this principle, that best isn't always rewarded, okay? 
doesn't always go to the fastest. It doesn't always go to, to the most educated. And, and, and from under the sun, okay, if we're not seeing things from God's perspective, we will see everything by happenstance. We'll see everything as a coincidence. But the fact of the matter is, God is ultimately having his way. He's in control. He's got the whole world in his hands. And so he would say that the best is not always rewarded. And then he would say this, the good is not always remembered. The good is not always remembered. Look what he has to say here. He says, here's another bit of wisdom that has impressed me as I watched, okay? He's observing, he's writing down, he's journaling the way our world works. There was a small town with only a few people and a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor wise man knew how to save the town and so it was rescued. But afterward, no one thought to thank him. Wow. The good that he did wasn't remembered. And yet Solomon would say to you and I, don't stop influencing your workplace. Don't stop influencing your community. Don't stop doing good because it's not recognized or nobody thanks you. He says, continue to do that, even though that life is uncertain, even though that life is unfair, even though the best doesn't always get rewarded and the good is not always remembered. He wraps up with this. He says, so even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. Wow. He's just letting us know that life isn't fair. And so how do we handle this? Well, Paul says it like this in Colossians, and this is seeing life above the sun. Here's what he says. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for people not to be rewarded, not to be remembered, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so what Paul reminds us is this, that life is uncertain, it's not fair. And so everything that you and I do here on earth, it shouldn't be just to be rewarded or to be remembered, because like the sandcastles, they will go away but we need to be doing it as unto God. And then he shares these last two verses in this chapter. He says, better to hear the quiet words of a wise person than the shouts of a foolish king. Better to have wisdom than the weapons of war, but one sinner can do much, can destroy much that is good. You know what he's saying? Who's the sinner? The sinner is the one who misses the mark the one who doesn't see things as God sees them. And he says that when we don't live out in wisdom, okay, that what happens is we can do much damage to the good around us, whether it's our marriage, whether it's our friendship, whether it's our workplace. And so Solomon would say to you and me today, some things never change. Death is for certain. Life is uncertain. And so we need wisdom. What is wisdom? It's the ability to have the skill to live a godly life, to be able to live life from his perspective. And so today, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Look above the sun. Otherwise, death that is certain and life that is uncertain will frustrate you and make you bitter and angry. And Solomon doesn't want that for you 
and neither does God. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. And again, we thank you for how you have allowed these journals, Scripture, to be saved so that we can learn and we can grow and we can begin to, to see how life truly works from your perspective. I pray today that all of us would, would make certain that we're ready for death, that we have accepted you as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life. I pray that, that all of us would understand that life is uncertain, that life is unfair, but that you are stable, you are steadfast, you are good. And so thank you today for Solomon and the wisdom that he has shared with us so that we might be able to embrace life. Help us to enjoy, enjoy those meals, enjoy those routines, enjoy those relationships, and enjoy our work because we never know when they will end. So we thank you for who you are, Jesus. We thank you that you make life better and that you make us better at life. And it's in your name we give thanks. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made, or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media. Download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through Google Play or the App Store, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.